Hey, we in. Gotcha. You weren't ready for that. No, I was not. You were not ready for mm-hmm. that. No. Got him. I was doing my little, little my Terminator taps. Do, 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 do. I'm going hunting. Hunting, hunting. I don't know the words of that song. Why do you, why do you sing? Like, it's already kind of creepy, but you make it way creepy. Well, yeah, but I don't have the background noise to like get the creepy ambiance, so I have to be extra creepy to let you know how creepy this song is. You know what I mean? So, this episode is going to be loaded with b-ball talk, I'm guessing, because so much happened. A shit ton happened while I was gone. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm, I missed everybody. I'm back. Oh, yeah, you left. Yeah. I was gone. I noticed. I was gone for a week. I was gone for a week. How was your trip? It was good. It was very good. Got to see the friends. Got to see the family. How was your family? They're wonderful. They're good. They live in an RV. <laughs> your dad's like building a house. With They're going to build. They have right? the property, yeah. Like a log cabin. Do he, you want to hear some of the crazy ideas? So. They're going to build a house and they're going to build like an extra house on there for my grandma, which is super nice. My dad owns two, you know, like when you see like loading docks in movies and they've got like the big metal things, you know what I'm talking about? No. I don't know how to explain it. Okay. Big metal like sheds, but they're like humongous. Okay. And like you see like loading docks in movies and like if you see like a New York City dock and there's like hundreds of them. Okay. He has two of those. He owns two of them. He bought them. He wants to put them on the new property and build a barn out of them <laughs> to put the RV in. <laughs> Do your thing. Did he like buy land and he's he, gonna... No, because he's using them to store all of our stuff mm-hmm. while they're in the process of moving from the old house to building the new house. So he just has all of our stuff from old house in these two giant storage containers. And then they're going to be a barn afterward okay. just sitting on the property it's pretty intense yep yep how, how, so they're living out of an rv yeah have you problem. ever been inside the town of ocean breeze it's actually really nice in there you know like oh. down down by downtown jensen yeah that yeah. got all renovated oh it's like I've, really nice back there I mean, yeah I've, I've been i probably haven't been there since it's been renovated that's so. true you know what made me sad while I was down there, though? What's that? I drove by uh, Jack and Tony's, got painted. Like, recently been painted. And it really? Bu- it, so it doesn't it have that doesn't have big the big pizza. Made me, it bummed me out. That is kind of sad. Because usually, like, when I visit home, I like to at least, like, go by there. And, oh, yeah. You know, I'm like, Yo, what yeah. up, Jack? How you doing, bro? Yeah. Then, like, we, I drove by with my dad, and I was like, oh, man, that's a bummer. Like, that's just, like, a weird just thing that happened. This place is like a memory of a town. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm, you're quoting something, obviously. I just don't know what. Russ Cole. Mm. There you go. There you go. I can smell the psychosphere. <laughs> <sighs> How was your week without me? Did you miss me? Uh, I, I noticed that you were gone. Because uh, the dishes weren't done. Because the dishes weren't done. And like I could walk around in my apartment in my boxers just freely. You don't do that anyway? I mean, here's the thing. I'll do it like if it's like midnight and I need a drink of water, right? Uh-huh. Then, then then I'll come out here with my cup and like. What do you normally just box. throw some shorts on? Yeah, but normally, like if if I'm gonna spend, if we're gonna exchange <laughs> words with each other, I want to have pants on. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> There's just lines that we have to. Yeah, draw. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's cool. 
Yeah. Sure. So th- those were the big differences. Dishes weren't done. You could wear less clothing. Yep. Boom. How much of the time I spent away did you spend watching film of Freaky Okiki? Chuma Okiki? Is that so, right? Well, okay, so... Like, obviously, I didn't watch any film of him. Oh, wait, until I guess the draft, draft wasn't until yeah. like the Thursday. Oh, no, it was the day I drove. Like, never mind. It was the day I flew home because mm-hmm. I was flying home during the draft. Exactly. So you didn't spend like any time. No. That's what you've been doing the past few days. Yeah. Just nonstop. Checking in on my boy. Just nonstop Chumo Kiki film. Yep. Got to learn what he can do. Exactly. Because yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. That way, if he ends up being really good. You can be like, man, I knew this was going to happen. There was I had so much faith in him. One Chuma Okiki video that I had watched previous to the draft uh, that like I remember watching, right? And that was the Bruce Pearl reaction vid. Like, so Chuma Okiki got hurt, hurt in yeah, the... Towards ACL. Elite Eight? No. It was before. I think it might have been in the second round. Second round? Yeah. Um, might have been in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Either way. Uh, he got hurt in the tournament, and then at halftime, uh, someone interviewed Bruce Pearl about Chuma Okiki, and the, and he knew that like he had tore something that he was really hurt, mm-hmm. and Bruce Pearl like was just struggling through talking. He just kind of like Joe Lacob talking about Kevin Durant. Yeah, dude. He just yeah. He just started not Joe Lacob. What's that guy's name? Bob Myers. Bob Myers. Joe Lacob's the owner. Uh huh. He started yeah, he, and he just started tearing up, and he was like Chuma, he was the best guy on the floor. I'm smiling, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, you're not in the zone. I'm you're not, not in the zone. you aren't Bruce, Bruce Pearl right I'm now. I'm not. Yeah. But Bruce Pearl was fucking started breaking down crying and he was like, I'm gonna go hug him. That's like how he ended the, the video. And I remember watching that and I was, and being like, man, fucking Bruce Pearl. I just fucking loves his, his guys. Yeah. Didn't know that was future freaky, Orlando magic. Freaky Okiki, baby. <laughs> do you want to start with the NBA stuff or do you want to? So you didn't watch any of the NBA draft, right? Did you? Like, no, I was flying. Right. So like you didn't, did you catch up on any of the the things that happened? Basically whenever I landed, because I had a connecting flight. So I landed, checked mm-hmm. the Bleacher Report, checked the Twitters, got on another plane. My connecting flight was literally landed, got off the plane, went to the bathroom, boarded, took off. It was quick. Right. So I didn't really have much time. I was going to get some food and I was like, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, then I landed, saw... I, right before I took off from Chicago, it, I got a, I saw a tweet that said Miami Heat trade up to pick uh, 32. And I was like, oh, I wonder who we're going to take. And then I had to turn my phone on airplane mode. And I didn't know until we landed that I took KZ, we took KZ Ipala. Yeah. And then later traded, drafted Bull Bull and then traded them. Yeah. To the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Right. So in the, at least in the top 10, nothing weird happened except for maybe Rui Hachimura. He went like a little earlier than people expected. Yeah. He was more like a 12 to 16 yeah. guy and he went nine or something. And I, yeah. I think that was like the first kind of like, okay, that's kind of, kind of weird. Um, cause a lot of people were slating them to draft Su- uh, Seku Dumboya mm-hmm. who ended up going to the Pistons. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, very confusing draft. Uh, there was 17 trades throughout the entire night, I'm pretty sure. 17 trades. How many involving players? Anybody? Huh? How many involving players already on rosters? Only like two or three, I think. So A lot of it was like, we'll give you two second-round picks to move up to the second-round pick. Like shit like that. True. But it made it for a very confusing NBA draft night mm-hmm. because there was just dude multiple times, at least like... Wear the right hat. 
at least five, six times where I was like, oh, this person is going to X location, right? Like, and they're, and I was like, wait, no. And then it showed like proposed trade to the Los Angeles Lakers. So like, oh, let's okay. talk about this for a sec. Cause it's stupid. Yeah. For a league who's like so adamant about being progressive and changing things that need to be changed and adapting to times and, and, uh, and like being as modern a league as possible. Why can't they just get this shit right? Like, the, why, why is the draft before free agency, one, move it back, two, if you know someone's made the trade, why are you making them wear the hat for the team they're never going to play for? Yeah. It's confusing and dumb. Well, it's going to be extra weird. Uh, it's going to be extra weird this summer because there's going to be certain guys that are... Uh, the AD trade can't happen until, until after Summer League. July 6th. Yeah. That's after Summer League? Oh, wait, no, it's okay. So they want it would be best for the Lakers if it was after if it was July thirtieth, because sure it would be have weird salary cap implications. Of people that are going to be playing for the wrong team during summer during league. summer league. Yeah. Oh, that's really weird. Yeah, that's dumb. Um, I that's way, insane. Either way, like yeah, is that why the draft is, is so early? Because of when summer league starts. When does summer league start? Pretty sure it's pretty soon. They could push so, that back too, though. There's not. It's not like summer league only takes like two weeks to a month or something like that. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. But anyways, anything. Uh, the, a lot of the, that was probably like the weirdest thing about the draft. Just being like, wait, okay, hold, hold on. Where is this person going? Mm-hmm. Like, because there was so many different trades that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I thought that you guys actually had Bull Bull at first. Yeah, because he was. Wearing- I thought that we were going that. The Magic drafted Taylor, uh, THT, Taylor and Horton Tucker. I thought we drafted him uh, with our second round pick. And then it was like, oh no, that's going to the Lakers. Bull Bull is going to go to the Nuggets. Um, All over the place. So you've genera- like generally caught up with who's gotten what picks, right? So can we talk about sleepers? And I don't have a ton of, no. unlike you, okay. who have done like, a ton of digging into the draft class and learning about who the different players are. I don't really know much about any of them. I know, like, obviously I know who the top guys are. I know who the Heat drafted. I was I was excited about KZ Paul in the second round because you told me about it. Because mm-hmm. you told me that you wanted the Magic to draft him in maybe in the first round. Right. And I was like, oh, cool. We got a guy who was, like, a first-round value guy in the second round. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Good work, Heat. But, like, my thing with the NBA I draft... I believe that he's a first-round yeah, value. A lot of my thing with the disagree. NBA draft is, like, it's so hit or miss... It's so much of it is like you're not going to know what works for another four to five years. So many dudes are going to be on other teams in two years. Mm-hmm. Like it's just such a crapshoot in the NBA that and like really only the top, maybe the top five guys are like real immediate impact people, and then like random unexpected, like the the Donovan Mitchells of the world who are unexpected. Mm-hmm. And even then, like the top five guys, like are all well, yeah, I like. You can get a Josh Jackson, you know, yeah, you can exactly. get like, so it's like certain guys that, that I don't put out. as much stock into getting hyped up about the dudes in the NBA draft as I would in like the NFL where you have seven rounds and you can have the realistic expectation that at least the guys you draft rounds one through three, maybe even four and five are going to have immediate impact on your roster and on how good your team is in the NBA. Like it's not as palpable early on in their careers. Now, like, obviously, R.J. Barrett's going to get... If they don't get a, a max player, he's going to have the greenest green light you've ever seen. And I would I would guess, if that happens, he's going to be the favorite for rookie of the year just because his numbers are going to be so gaudy. 
He's going to go full Kobe and just shoot like crazy. And he's going to put up, you know, he'll probably have 20 points a game or something Mm -hmm. because he's super talented. I could see that happening. Yeah. So like there's a potential chance that like maybe he wins rookie of the year. Maybe Zion, uh, you know, spends the year sort of learning what position he's even going to play in the NBA. Even that's like, who knows? Like I've heard people say anything from like new age five to like, uh, like the biggest three like that you can imagine, like in terms of girth. I mean, I could see them doing like a, a Giannis kind of situation. I've heard like that he too. Just surround him with shooters and it doesn't matter. Him with really. shooters and he like basically plays point. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what position he is. Like yeah. Giannis is like technically a three, four, I guess. And sometimes they even have him as the biggest guy on the floor, but he's usually operates as a point guard. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get into like, do you define someone by what they play or what they guard? And it just gets kind of weird. I do think it, that some like fun league pass teams were, were created. The Grizzlies are going to be fun league pass team. The Hawks, the Kings already are. Yeah. So the the Grizzlies. A league pass team meaning a team who is probably not going to be probably good, not going to be, to be very to good, but they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. They're they're going to be good in like three years. Right. The Grizzlies are like have the probably the most explosive young core uh, out of the, the entire league. Right. Explosive meaning athleticism. Oh yeah. Between John Morant and... John, John Morant, Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson Jr. and... And Brandon Clark. That's right. The dude mm-hmm. from Gonzaga. Gonzaga yeah. yeah. We saw him play. The dude could jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was probably a good steal for them, I think. Like, out of, like, the first round steals, uh, I think them picking up Brandon Clark with whatever it was, the 23rd pick or mm-hmm. whatever it was, they traded up to with, with the Thunder in order to get Brandon Clark. Um I think that the fucking the Portland Trailblazers got Nasir Little. You love Nasir. I love Nasir, and I think that's going to be like that is such a prime. It's a value spot, spot too, like to pick him so late in the first round, like at twenty five. As a dude who like going into last season was a projected potential lottery pick. Yeah. So I mean, same with Bo Bol for the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. They got him with the forty fourth pick, and he was a guy who was like a potential top five pick before his the season started. His medicals had to be fucking. They must, really so awful. many teams must have just had such garbage medicals on him, which. If you're seven foot two and you weigh two hundred pounds, and your foot's been fractured already or whatever, stretch fracture in his foot already, it makes sense. He's gonna have to put on a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. He's another one. Like Bull Bull might not be. You might not even know he's on the Nuggets for three years. You know what I mean? He's gonna be like a G League summer league guy. I don't know, man. Like, I could see him. Like, I think the best, the best spot for Bull Bull is to come off the bench. Just be a, a spark plug scorer, right? And, and not even just, not even a five to put him at, like, the, four? at, the, at the backup four mm-hmm. spot. Um, yeah, man. Especially if he's like... I kind of wish with. that the Heat had kept him. Yeah. I long long term, if he was healthy and he put on weight and he got stronger, he would fit great next to Bam. Yeah. And they could sort of like... And what are you losing really with a second round pick? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What did you, do you guys know? What do you know? What you guys got out of him? Like another, another second, second round pick, or another two second round picks, or something. It's basically the same thing. We I think they was too. like they wanted to stay under a certain, maybe the luxury tax or something. I don't know. Your guys' cap is fucked. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. It's bad. You got one of the worst caps in the league. Like, thank God that the Thunder exists, because then you'd probably have the worst cap. The Thunder are crazy. <clears throat> yeah, it's bad, and it's weird because like only one of the contracts is like heinous. 
like a huge gaudy number. Like Hassan makes $27 million this year. The next highest number is 20 or is I think 19. That's Goran. It's not like that any one dude has a huge number. It's that we have so many mediocre dudes with numbers that are too big. Right. It's like, uh, you know, I think Dion makes 16 and JJ makes 16 and Kelly makes 13. And I think Justice now makes 13 and Jerry now makes 12. It's like all of these dudes in like the teens and there's just too many of them. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Which you would think would make it easier to move some of them. But like, like you would think that like somebody would be okay with Jay Rich for sixteen. You know, we're not moving. Jay, we're we're um, moving Dion, James Johnson, or Kelly Olynyk. And, and if you could, you would move us on Whiteside. But James Johnson is another one that like I could see like James Johnson a, a could contender? be an impact player on a good team. Yeah. Like if you like put him on the Warriors or something. Yeah. He he's like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Just like a really good defender that yeah. you can throw on. Really, Giannis, obviously, really good defender. Mm-hmm. He was number two on that Giannis list, that Giannis yeah. stopper list. Yeah. Yeah. There were a couple of Heat players on there. I think Bam was on there too. But yeah. It is what it is. I'm not like one of those people that's like, fuck Pat Riley for this cap hell we're in. We had an amazing, that thir- that year that we went 30 and 11 after that 11 and 30 start was so much fun that I'm cool with rewarding those dudes for it. I wish we had made the playoffs this year and has seen what we could have done in the playoffs because the Celtics like had injuries and they were, or whoever was the one seed, or the two seed had injuries and it was a team that we'd beaten multiple times in the regular season. And I was like, we could push them in round one and it would have been fun to see that. But we ended up losing to the Knicks. What was Bucks Raptors? This was like three years ago. I don't remember. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you were talking about this. Year. No, this is, that's why all these dudes got contracts. Cause they went on that crazy run and they played amazing. Like James Johnson was like, he was like a Draymond Green esque player with better shooting. That's that season. And Dion was like hitting clutch shot after clutch shot. And we added Kelly Olynyk after that season. So it was like all these dudes who like probably perform to the peak they'll ever perform at. And then we signed them for that peak. And then they were obviously never were that good again. And we've had, you know, Dion was hurt for half of last year. James Johnson got hurt. like so many injury problems. I'm not worried about it. I know that by the end of next season and the season after that, we're going to have like completely clear cap space basically. And our young dudes are under really good team-friendly contracts, so I'm not worried about it. I like watching them no matter what. They play hard. They try to win every game. They're fun to watch. Like, I think people freak out too. I've said it before. I think that we shouldn't know what people make. Yeah. You'd have way more enjoyment if you didn't know that Hassan Whiteside was making $27 million. Also, just all of the talks about like X player is <clears throat> worth Y amount is yeah. just so lame to me. You're worth it's whatever so people will pay you. Yeah. Like you can say whatever you want about Timothy Mozgov or Bismack Biombo, mm-hmm. but somebody gave them that money. Right. Make your money, dude. What do you want them to do? Like this, this like weird personal reaction to players getting paid more money than they quote unquote deserve. It's like, what do you want them to do? Be like, no, I don't want that money to support my family. Mm-hmm. I want to be paid like what, what's more worth my, my, my talent level. Not everyone can be Tom Brady and be married to Giselle Bunchen, take less money. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah, and it just like kind of t- taints a lot of the like your people like like when you're constantly uh, evaluating players relative to what they make, it just kind of taints the entire conversation yeah. because like Evan Fournier is a good player, but for whatever reason our entire fan base wants to get rid of him. Well, yeah, it's like Nick Nicholas Batum yeah. I think is a good example. Nick Batum is like a solid role player. Yeah. He just makes way too much money. Evan Turner is yeah. another one. Um so, 
we talked about the Heat a little bit. So you guys drafted Tyler Hero with the first round pick. My hero. <laughs> what What do you think of him? He's a really good shooter. Yeah. It's basically all I know about That's him. It. <laughs> I hit up my boy Zach on Twitter. He's a Kentucky fan. I was like, hey, what's uh, what can I expect? And he seemed pretty hype about him. He said he takes all the tough shots. He's like the dude that wants to take the tough shots, and he makes them. He's a great shooter. He also said, works hard. I am a bucket. Yeah. Quote, mm-hmm. quote, I am a bucket. Mm-hmm. He wore a vice colored suit yeah. at the draft. That was fun. And he, start, and he said drip a lot. Yeah, he was referencing his own drip. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's as Bomani Jones. Confident. He is as Bomani Jones says radicalized. <laughs> um, I legit think that he could be the best shooter in the draft. Yeah, he might be. Who's the other one? Cam Johnson's really good. Cam Johnson's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's obviously bigger, yeah. and he has the, the precedent of shooting way better than Tyler Hero. He didn't Tyler only shoot like 35% from three, but exactly. how many of those were like really tough shots, I wonder? True. Yeah. Um, how many of those are really tough shots? Um, also, he shot like 93% from the free throw line, so like how We need many, that. Well, yeah. We have awful free throw shooters. How many guys like in at the collegiate level, you know, who are, you know, first round talents end up like going into the league with like shooting in the nineties from the line. And JJ Reddick end up, and, and end up not being above average shooter. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, well, does because happen. free throw shooting is a, uh, what's a, the word? It's good. Like litmus test. It's for, a, like a barometer for yeah. what kind of shooter you're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times like scouts will use your free throw percentage over your three point percentage mm-hmm. to try to figure out what kind of shooter you're going to be long-term. I think that there's a, a couple things that you can look at. Like I would say like the main three things are like your form, your three point uh, field goal percentage, as well as your free throw percentage mm-hmm. using those together. But I don't think Tyler hero's form. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's got a beautiful, beautiful shot. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, and so what it, I just saw a quote from Pat Riley, and he was like, "He's got the same cockiness that Tyler Johnson had." And I was like, "Okay, I know that you, know you like Tyler a Johnson certain more than I do. I don't know. I, don't know I, I well, thing. I just I know that Pat Riley likes a certain type of person and player. And is that like a step? Is that like a rung below Dion Waiters? Dion Waiters is in an astronomical level of cocky. Yeah, he's the cockiest dude in existence yeah. to a point that it's a detriment to himself and the people around him." <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's like four or five steps below Dion Waiters, but Jesus. like to get to healthy cocky, you need to go at least three down. <laughs> Dion Waiters truly believes he can make any shot against anyone at any time, no matter what. I wonder if he'll play better next year. Do you feel like coming in healthy? I, like, what do you think is the healthiest balance of confidence for an NBA player? Michael Jordan. But like, no, that's probably not healthy. Actually, if I think about it, like, if you had Michael Jordan's confident. confidence, cockiness level, but you weren't as talented as him, yeah, it would be awful, right? Or like Kobe, if you had Kobe's confidence level, but you weren't as talented as him, it would be bad. You would be, you would find yourself Dion Waiters. Mm-hmm. So, like, what is the average level of confidence for an average NBA player? I think it's the confidence to always shoot when you're open. You know what I mean? You know how a lot of players will shy away from that? Like Kyle Lowry will do that sometimes. He'll pass up open looks. Mm-hmm. I think that right, the right level of confidence is that guy who, no matter the situation, knows when it's a good shot and always takes it. I think that's probably a, a pretty good definition of like the right level of confidence. Mm-hmm. It, but it's weird how like that level of confidence, right, will like lead to specific like a specific skill set. Because I feel like that literal like passivity will lead to literal passing 
right? Mm-hmm. Like Kyle Mar- Lowry. Marcus Gasol, Kyle Lowry syndrome. Right. Like Kyle Lowry is someone who's, you know. It's a very good shooter. Color is is a, is a good shooter. He wasn't yeah. always the greatest shooter. He shot really bad uh, coming into the league. Um, but now he's now he's a good yeah. shooter. Now he's an above average shooter. Um, and there was like I think one season where he shot like forty percent. So like he's developed. He shot really well. Mm-hmm. But he's someone who's like a way better passer. Yeah, he's a great passer. Um, and like a lot of times that passivity can be kind of like, like you said before, like when you were referring to the, the level of Deion Waiter's confidence, but like it can be kind of a detriment. Yeah. You know, if you are a really good shooter and you're wide open, maybe you should be taking that shoot. shot. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It's almost, yeah. It's like, it's, it's like the, you're okay with Michael Jordan having that level of confidence because he has that level of talent. Yeah. But you know, like if, you know, if you're a fucking 33 year old J.R. Smith, <laughs> Like, you know, slow maybe, your roll, dog. Maybe, well, maybe you should be a little bit more humble. Yeah, it's, kinda, humble. it's, a, it's a fucked up thing to say, but like, sit down, be humble. We haven't talked about the finals. They ended while I was gone too. They ended the day I left. We have yet to talk about. I was gone. The finals. I was gone. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. We watched it's game six together. We watched game six. I feel like it was like a month ago. We watched game six. The date. Remember how long it took to get to the airport after we watched that game? Uh-huh. It was stupid. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We specifically went to a Buffalo Wild Wings that was 10 minutes away from the airport so that we could watch the whole game before my flight left. And then it took us like an hour to get to my terminal. It was insane. I don't know what happened. Everybody had the same plan as us. Yeah, I guess that's that's what happened. But yeah, that game was amazing. The whole series was great, I thought. True. It was a great series. Wow. Should have started off with that, but I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? It was an incredible series. Uh, fucking hats off to the Toronto Raptors. I feel really bad for Clay and KD, but like, yeah. just the injuries in general are kind of a bummer. Like, I don't, like, a full strength Warriors team does not lose in six. I'm not saying they win, I think they win. I'm not saying they win. They don't lose in six. I know that. I think they would win. I th- I, I don't. don't think like I think if Clay didn't get hurt, that the Warriors would have won that game. Mm-hmm. Clay was going bonkers. Game six, Clay is a real thing. Mm-hmm. The Clay game, dude. Oh my god, he had thirty on twelve shots. Can I interest you in that? <laughs> Can I interest you in that? That's like two and a half points per shot. <laughs> it's insane. It's completely nuts. How many dribbles? Do you know? Let's talk probably about like three. <laughs> he probably dribbled like three times. Yeah. He's nuts. He's so good. Yeah. It's insane. I think he'll stay. I don't Kyle, see. Kyle Lowry also popped off in that game too. Kyle was amazing in that mm-hmm. game. Amazing. He scored like the Kawhi first really points. didn't do much that game. He was spent though, dude. He had just been like, he'd been beat up earlier in the playoffs. He'd been full on carry jobs throughout the playoffs for them at moments. Like, the explosion he had in Game 5 where he scored 10 straight points in the fourth quarter, and it looked like they were going to win, and then Steph went crazy, and, like, him and Clay hit huge threes to win that game. Like, it was almost like that was Kawhi. Like, you know, like, the stamina bars in games? He had, like, an override stamina moment where he was, like, able to drain his permanent stamina to use temporary stamina. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Right. So he was just, like, so gassed in the next game. Oh, 
but he was so great all playoffs. He was amazing. Serge was really great that series. Marc Gasol was great. So many of the Raptors role players just really stepped like, up. So, like fucking, um, let's talk about Masai Ujiri for a little Baller. bit. Baller. Right? So fucking the, obviously the Kawhi deal, huge, mm-hmm. right? Marcus how Gasol deal import- too. Well, how important was that Marcus Gasol deal? It's huge. I feel like that's like completely overlooked. Marcus Gasol and jo- Jonas Valanciunas are very different players. I don't know if they win this series with Jonas Valanciunas. I agree. I don't know if Jonas Valanciunas can stay on the floor against Steph Curry. I don't know if Jonas Valanciunas can move the ball as effectively the way Marcus Gasol does to the right spot at the right time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he can shoot like Marcus Gasol. I don't he th- can't I don't defend th- like Marcus Gasol. Exactly. Jonas Valanciunas like- is a good player, yeah. but he's not Marcus Gasol. Even old Mark. But like, obviously Mark can shoot better than JV. Uh, he can defend better than JV, but like the passing that Marcus all provided just IQ, completely, dog. just completely just, it, it gave like that, like extra 10 to 15% more like efficiency, like the, mm-hmm. you know, the ball movement that, mm-hmm. that the Raptors had. Um, like you can completely attribute that to, mm-hmm. to Marcus Saul, you know, and all of the, you know, the, it was like putting another Kyle Lowry on the floor, just a, a giant one. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what it, it's like. Yeah. I like that he kept talking about how big Fred Van Vliet's balls were after the game. That was Marcus all said that he said it like six times in six different words. He kept saying like he was like acting like he was like I don't know if I'm allowed to say balls, so he kept saying like cojones oh. and like nuts. He just said right. like to to different people. He gave different quotes, but they, in all of them, he was basically like Fred Van Vliet has huge balls because <laughs> he was just taking he took huge shots down the stretch of that game and he and he hit them. Mm-hmm. He had he had like twenty one points in that game. He was amazing. Yeah, played really well. It's fucking dad mode, Fred, dude. Steady, Freddy. I like how offended he is by like people bringing that up. It's He's like, like fake Yo. offended. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I wish that I didn't tell anyone I had a baby because then like my own success would be attributed to me <laughs> and not my baby. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, there were a couple of trades while I was gone. I think too. AD got traded. <laughs> yeah dude it's been a while we, we went about this so ass backwards because yeah, okay. we went in reverse how, order or something right so and uh nba draft fucking finals right ad trade do you feel like the lakers gave up too much for anthony davis i think it depends on context i think it's a good trade for both teams i think it's just like they both want i think they the wanted, thing right? is they had to do it no matter what their team was too, like, uh, morally broken the way it was constructed to continue. And they just had to do it. They had to say, what do you want, Pelicans, and we'll do it. And maybe they gave up, like, one too many picks. And maybe they should have found a way for the Pelicans to let them wait until July 30th to execute the trade. Whatever. I think it's fine. There's a lot of like bonehead moves that were made that like didn't really. I mean, like it seems like Rob Palinka doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, and it seems like an experienced general manager like maybe took advantage of a less experienced general manager and mm-hmm. David Griffin, mm-hmm. getting all that extra stuff out of him, and then it coming out afterward that like there were there were there were leaked rumors that like the Lakers didn't know about the July 30th versus July 6th thing, and it's like that's your job to know that how that works. Sure. You can't fuck that up. But the th- I just I think they had to do it, and they wanted to keep. Apparently, they were really adamant about keeping Kuzma, and they did. 
So, you know, I mean, if that's what you want, good for you. Um, I think the Pelicans are going to be exciting. I think they've got a good future ahead of them. Mm-hmm. A lot of assets, promising young talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the amount of, of moves that David Griffin made, like uh, from that trade uh, through draft He night, turned the fourth pick into, into more picks, right? Yes, yeah. so he turned the, the fourth pick into the... Hawks picks? The, into one of... Uh, so two, two of, of the, the Hawks, Hawks picks, picks but yeah. it was uh, one of either eight or ten, and, and as well I as think it was 17. ten and seventeen. So basically, uh, he used that fourth pick, and uh, used it to, to turn that into Jackson Hayes and Akil Alexander Walker. Which I think when he had the fourth pick, he was looking at the construction of the team, and I think he kind of realized he needed a big. Mm-hmm. He needed a young big. Like he's got Julio Okafor, but other than that, right. maybe they bring back Julius Randle. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But and I also think that like. But he there's knew a, that at four, he there's he didn't need to take a big at four. I also think that there's a good chance that this is not the finalized oh, Pelicans roster. No, you know? definitely like, not. Who knows what's going to happen throughout free agency? What <clears throat> other moves that they're going to make? Yeah, apparently Are they, they want to get a veteran. They're trying to like compete. Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting. Do it. You play to win the game, dude. That's true, but I also think that you could probably win a, a certain amount of games. Like you can still compete. You know, like they're going to be competitive. Competitive, but I don't, but I don't know if their record's going to be good. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. I don't think that they're going to, like, if you got rid of Drew Holiday and you're just like, fuck it, we're going to go all young, yeah. exciting motherfuckers. Uh, I don't I'd love to see Drew that- on a really good team. Love it. You know where Drew would be great? Where? With LeBron. Yeah. Drew's the ultimate, like, LeBron player. Can shoot, can defend. Doesn't need the ball. Be solid. Be solid. Um, yeah, I think that there's a lot of potential deals there um one that i was like kind of excited by like pre-draft that i actually thought was going to happen was lonzo ball to the Suns being moved yeah um for the six pick um i thought that was going to happen lonzo and booker would be interesting together i think that's a perfect backcourt right if you're gonna i don't want to say perfect I'm, but I'm not, okay not yeah. perfect backcourt but like they complement each other like very stephen well. clay might be a perfect that's backcourt. A perfect backcourt. <laughs> excuse me but they complement each other really yeah well, they do right? they, like, they cover up each other's weaknesses very right well. like like exactly yeah it would be nice if Lonzo shot better. I think that would help out with any, any situation yeah, that he yeah. was in. But, like, if you're going to put him next to someone, I think that Devin Booker would be a really good one. Um, and, th- th- yeah, they just cover up each other's mm-hmm. weaknesses really well. Um, yeah, so I mean, it just it just seems like it would be really weird if they were like, okay, this is the young core moving forward, you know? Because, like, I think that that Lakers trade was not – the best trade for them to like as far as like the talent to put around Zion because they're not good shooters because they're not good shooters and I Brandon Ingram's not a bad shooter but huh Brandon Ingram's not a bad shooter I think he's below average she had like 39% a couple years ago I know that off the yeah. top, off the top like of my head freshman I know year, that. Or his, his rookie second year? season I think I don't know what he shot last year but I know he got hurt halfway through yeah um and had to change his game because LeBron was there Right, but I think that like you might run into a lot of that that same stuff that you have that you had with LeBron while he was in LA. Yeah. You know, you don't have a lot of shooters there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, like, I I was like, oh, you know, maybe they trade away Lonzo for this, that Suns pick and get Darius Garland. I thought that would have been a good, mm-hmm. be an interesting trade. Um, 
So who knows? But it was for sure the best deal. It's it seemed like to me. It seemed like the best deal to acquire the most assets. Yeah, and they acquired a shit ton of assets. Yeah, I, I don't think the Celtics deal would have been as good. Well, they didn't want to include Jason. They Tatum. wouldn't include Jason Tatum. So. I think if you were like, Jason if you could have got Jason Tatum, you're talking about a different story. Yeah, that's like a potential, a potential perennial All Star. True, and he's and he, that's someone that like you wouldn't move if nope. uh, for like that. That He'd is a great next to Exactly. Really yep, good. yep, yep. Josh Hart fits, fits well. True. I would keep him there. If you're the Lakers, are you trying to get a max spot to get a max player, or are you trying to use that money to fill out the roster more? So, I don't know, man. I, I, I've had conflicting thoughts about this, about how, like, the... I think that... Yeah, you could go either way. That the the idea that like oh like if you have you know Kemba, LeBron, and Anthony that Davis trio is like disgusting like or Kyrie, LeBron, AD. Like, oh, we've seen we've seen how this plays out with this last finals. You know, if one of those three gets hurt, then yeah, but we've also seen LeBron win a ring with this. We've seen LeBron win a ring with it, and and the it's Warriors almost, win a, it's a almost win, a exactly what he did in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Kyrie, LeBron, and Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. But better, like AD is better than Kevin Love. Yeah. Um. But I can also like, I can see the value of them like trying to go after you know if they're going after Patrick Beverly, Seth Curry, Tabo Cephalosha. Yep. I did a little guys on two K. I experimented with it. I filled out a roster with Darren Collison, George Hill, Danny Green, um, another like veteran shooting guard that could shoot mm-hmm. and I think a center as well. I think like Joakim Noah or something. <laughs> okay. Like you can get like four or five quality veterans. Yeah. In terms of money and value. Obviously two case on an exact barometer, but true. Um, one thing that like I've heard that I think is interesting and a lot of people are like, Oh, that, that will never happen. But I think that it's more possible than, People are giving it credit uh, as D'Lo. Yeah, is D'Lo D- going back? It's just to weird because him going back would be weird. It's but strange. It's, yeah, it's possible. But he's a different player. And yeah, he's someone but is that, he like, like he's a is he the right type of player to play with LeBron? Do you not think so? I don't know. I don't know. I think he could be. I want D'Lo to stay in Brooklyn. I completely agree with you. I hope Kyrie doesn't go to Brooklyn so that D'Lo stays there. Yeah. Like even, like D'Lo is, is there's a good chance they might go to Orlando. I still want him to stay in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. If you could pick a team for Kyrie to go to, what would it be? The Knicks. The Knicks. Yeah. Because then Frank Nealakina is definitely out of there. <laughs> Part of me says the Knicks because it's funny, and like the the implosion of just egos and ridiculousness that will come from it. But another part of me says the Lakers because. Him and LeBron were so great together. That would be fun. And it would just be, yeah, it'd be really, like maybe he's learned like (coughs) being the guy is way harder than he thought it was going to be. Right. Whereas, I mean, what are the Knicks going to be with him now? Uh, Next year, 
if any, like maybe they still get Kevin Durant, but he's not playing next year. Like I think obviously the the Lakers situation is intriguing. It's obviously really interesting as far as how they're going to move forward with mm-hmm. both LeBron and Anthony Davis. But I think that people are like, well, Kyrie is obviously the better player. Like, uh, so I would rather go with him than with D'Lo. You know what I mean? I think I might want Kemba out of all of them. Yeah, on the Lakers. I love. Kemba. Why is that? Well, one, I'd want to go watch him. <laughs> yeah. I love Kemba. I also think that Kemba would just be in the mindset of a dude who just wants to win so bad. He's been on horrible teams like his whole career. Yeah. Since he got into like, the league. Here you go, Kemba. Here's the two best teammates you've ever, ever had. had in your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think he'd be the type of guy who would be perfectly fine being that third dude while being amazing at it. You know what I mean? But, but is, okay, so like... I think constructing a hierarchy of offense, right, is like it can get kind of weird when you get to that kind of talent, mm-hmm. right? Because I think when it comes to someone creating their own shot, you know what I mean? Like Kemba might, like Kemba's amazing. Should, Kemba's one of the best in the league at that. Exactly. Like, and if you're going to create a hierarchy of things, like maybe you want Kemba to be your number one option on offense because that's what he's there for, right? You know, like obviously LeBron's going to be LeBron, you know, like, but I don't, I don't, creating a, like a stagnant hierarchy of it being like, well, LeBron's number one. I don't know if it's stagnant. It's just what happens. Like the Heatles, LeBron was number one, Wade was number two, Bosch was number three. It just happened. But it's also like, that's something that's way different because Dwayne Wade is way better on defense than Kemba ever was and ever will. And it happened in Cleveland with him. LeBron was number one. Kyrie was number two. Kevin Love was number three. It but just like, happened. But that's but that's kind of what I'm talking about, right? That perceived like LeBron is number one. Obviously, he's the most important player. But there was several times where like LeBron is just that's why I think Kemba could be great with him because Kemba is the type of player I that completely can agree. be the guy who, when LeBron needs to sit or LeBron needs to coast, give the ball to Kemba. But like that 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 hierarchy thing. Like is like of it's more dynamic than people give it credit for, mm-hmm. right? Like oh yeah, sure. It's, it, like it, I don't think that any uh, any time that LeBron is on an uh, is running an offense, right? Like I don't think that it's ever that stagnant. It's ever like it's going to be more versatile than people give it credit. Oh, for, of right? course. And because like LeBron's too smart for it not to there be. Were, because there was uh, plenty of times last year when they were going against the Raptors that like Kevin Love was the number one option throughout. Like when he was cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like people forget how good Kevin Love can be. Right. He's, he's another one. He's another one. Like, is he going to go somewhere? Is, is Blazers. Someone- Blazers. Blazers. That's my vote. Send, like, you got to send Evan Turner for the money. Give him one of your young centers. Give him Zach Collins or Myers Leonard. Probably Zach, they're going to want Zach Collins. Give him a Fernie Simons. Can we have... Give him a draft pick. <laughs> can we have, like, some weird, like... Timberwolves Indian giving situation where they give them back Andrew Wiggins and then they get Kevin Love. Do you think they they would rather have that? Do I think the Timberwolves would rather have Kevin Love now than Andrew Wiggins? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They both make too much money. How bad is that? But Kevin Love is way better at like fitting himself into a role Uh than Wiggins. Wiggins got that Maple Mamba mentality. He's going to shoot you out of games. What is what happened to him, man? He was supposed to be like the dude. Remember that? And this is like this is another reason we're talking about the draft. This is like another reason why I don't put a ton of stock into it. That draft had Andrew Wiggins and Jabari Parker, and they were supposed to be like the best two prospects since LeBron James. And it, what have they done? 
Nothing. Mm-hmm. And part of it is, isn't Jabari's fault. He had two ACL tears. True. But still, like, he's also the dude walking out there being like, man, I don't get paid to play defense. Yeah, it's whack. Come whack. on. And, uh, yeah, I also, like, who knows if Andrew Wiggins was in a different situation if he would have been a different player. Like, that's another but thing. But, that like, the Timberwolves never... don't seem like a bad situation. I don't know. Even with Jimmy, like... I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Let like, Jimmy tell you what to do. Listen to Jimmy. Obviously, like, the whole Jimmy situation was that that was dramatic and fucking awful. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think nuts. that's really nurturing for It was young, wild. Like, uh, you you saw the difference between Carl Anthony Towns from before Jimmy Butler and after he left. Yeah. Like, but it was also before Tom Thibodeau and after Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau was there while Jimmy Butler was there, right? During Tom Thibodeau and after Tom Thibodeau. Tibbs got fired and Jimmy left. And then Cat balled out. Thank you, Flip Saunders' son, for creating a nurturing environment for these young players. True. What's his name? He has a normal Ryan name. Saunders. Ryan. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's, it's not Slip. Yep. <laughs> Skip. Skip Saunders. <laughs> Dip Saunders. Uh. Who are some other interesting ones? Okay, Mike so Conley. So I, going Mike, back to the Kyrie, Kyrie Mike thing. Mike Conley. I was I was gonna finish my Kyrie. Thing. I thought like other interesting. Okay. Things. Okay. Okay. So, I I saw a debate on who would you rather have Kyrie or D'Lo, right? <sighs> Again, context is important for the Lakers. If you're the Lakers, would you rather so Kyrie? It, at at that, if you're giving them the exact same contract, you would rather have Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Why is that? One. D'Lo could be in a situation where what we saw last year out of D'Lo while Karis LeVert was hurt is the best D'Lo might ever play. True. He hit a lot of like weird like floaters and runners and shit and like he takes weird wild shots and he takes a lot of bad shots but he makes them or made them last year. Two, Kyrie knows how to play with LeBron. They have experienced winning championships together. Three, you know Kyrie can play at a championship level. Four, you're not getting Boston Kyrie because Kyrie isn't the leader of the team. It's a good argument. My argument is that D'Lo sets you up for now as well as the future. So I think like... Doesn't AD already do that? I mean, Kyrie's not old, but Kyrie and AD aren't old. I mean, how old's Kyrie? 20, maybe 28, maybe. I think he's way younger than that though. I think he's like 26. But D'Lo's 23. He's yeah, twenty three year old sure. all star. But if you're talking about uh, Kyrie's twenty seven, and but, I think Anthony Davis is twenty six. But like, I don't think that you only have to ha- like. Well, Anthony Davis already sets us up for our future. No, no, so no. We don't have to worry. But about I'm that. saying like, Kyrie also fits that timeline. If your argument is D'Lo sets you up for the future, He's Kyrie good. also fits into that same timeline. How 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 much younger is? So you said Kyrie's how twenty seven. Twenty seven. He's basically it's the same age as Anthony younger. Davis. Okay. Good argument. Yeah. Because, like, you, you have to assume you have three years left of LeBron because that's when his contract ends mm-hmm. and he'll probably retire. Might might not, but probably. So, obviously, like, that's your present. What can you do with the next three years? But after that, so they'll both be, like, 30. AD and Kyrie, they'll both be around 30 years old. Prime. Prime of the career. That's weird. That AD is like three years away from still being in his prime. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Damn. 
Mike Conley. Okay. How psyched were you for that trade? Hype. Yeah. Hype. Mm-hmm. Mike Conley with Donovan Mitchell. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Ooh, that's fun. I, dude, he doesn't get enough respect. Mike Conley? Yeah, dude. Like I saw like no, he plenty get of res- stuff on Reddit. Uh, respect. <laughs> He's nice. <laughs> uh, I, I saw just like so much like kind of disparaging of of Mike Conley and like the the like like why would the the Jazz do this like just to get bumped out of the second round? Like, uh, I think that with Mike Conley, like if they played the the Rockets again, uh-huh. I'm taking the Jazz. Yeah, I'm taking the Jazz because Mike Conley can guard James Harden. Mike Conley can take so much pressure off of Donovan Mitchell to be the sole creator on that offense. They're a, they're a power forward away from being like championship contenders. And not even like a great power forward, just one that can shoot. Mm-hmm. Memphis also got a little bit out of the deal. Like I, th- I thought they got Grayson was, Allen. They got this year's uh, like 20. They got a couple pick. picks. Um, and like, like another first round pick, and they got a couple weird players. They got like Jay Crowder uh-huh. and another Kyle Corver. Kyle Corver, who's, who's going to get bought out, right? Probably, I would expect Jay Crowder might get bought out too. Yeah, dude. Like if you can get one dude that can play the four and shoot, he doesn't have to be great. Just be able to spread the floor. And one one that you brought up that would be an interesting situation for this player to go to Al Horford. Oh, yeah. I saw that on Reddit, and I was like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they can afford him, but it's interesting idea. He's not my not my top destination. Dude. No, he's been linked to other teams. Dallas is a big one. Lakers. Lakers. Clippers. Clippers. Ooh. Clippers? Ooh. Clippers. Him and Kawhi both go there? They have the space. Hey! Zach Lowe reported that they have the space to get both Kawhi yeah. and Al Horford. And if they do... That would be nasty. I think those are the favorites. Oh, yeah. I think the Clippers the might be the favorites in the West anyway if they get Kawhi. If they keep all the pieces, like if they bring back P-Bev, like all their role players, mm-hmm. they keep them all. Al Horford gives which, you a lot like, of... Al Horford gives you huge insurance against Danilo Gallinari getting hurt and stuff which, like, too, though. Obviously, like P-Bev would be, you know, a great fucking role player to to have for He wouldn't start. You would start SGA. Yeah, But exactly. you'd have P-Bev to fucking but he, but that's guard That's the thing. He's like not like incredibly needed. Like he would, he would be more needed for the Lakers, obviously. Like yeah. that, I, I think that's that would be like your, if you can't get Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you don't get a max point guard, you go after a guy like Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. Um, or a guy like Darren Collison. He's a similar, mm-hmm. he's not as rambunctious as Patrick Beverly, but he's like a similar type of player. Yeah. But the Clippers, like, would I mean, for the most part, like this, the same team that they had this year. Yeah, but just put Kawhi on it, mm-hmm. or at least for the so, latter end of, half end of the season, yeah. the latter half of the year. It's basically like turn Tobias Harris into Kawhi. What's gonna happen with Tobias Harris and Jimmy? Uh, apparently, they want to keep them both. I think Jimmy's gonna stay. Yeah, uh, I think it's a combination of they fought so hard. And he likes that. And they want to like win so bad. And he's 30 years old and can get a five-year huge money deal from them. He can't get that from anybody else. Toby might stay. I think Toby Toby could go to the Nets would be pretty cool. Toby could go to the Jazz would be cool. Toby go to the Pacers, that would be cool. Toby, there's, Toby's like this, the type of player... That can fit almost anywhere, and he mm-hmm. would, it would be really fun, an interesting fit. 
he would fit great on the Lakers. Fit great on the Clippers. Like, there's just, go back to the Clippers. <laughs> that would be so funny. Wherever he goes, I hope Bobby follows. That's what I care about. Mm. Mm-hmm. Word. Yep. Don't break up that friendship. I'm down for that. Is he an unrestricted free agent, though? I think so. Bobby? I think so. I know he's a free agent. I don't know if he's unrestricted or not. Hmm. But I think he is. <clears throat> you want to talk about something else? Yeah. We watched some trailers. <gasps> I forgot what we watched. Did you like that Peanut Butter Falcon trailer? Okay. Yeah. That was the one that was the most. That, that looks really good, right? The most excited for it. Um, so I've got the Reddit post up from the guy who, po- who created this movie. Peanut Butter Falcon uh, starring Shia LaBeouf and a bunch of other people. Uh, it's a pretty long post. Let me get the important parts out of here. This dude said, Five years ago, a friend of ours with Down syndrome said he wanted to be a movie star, and he asked us to make a movie with him. We immediately said yes because we knew Zach had the talent to carry a feature film. He just needed the shot. And if he could get into a movie, we knew he would hit a home run. So we wrote this film specifically tailored for him. I couldn't be more proud of people to meet Zach. I think it's Gottsagen. Gottsagen. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how to pronounce it. And see the performance that he gives in The Peanut Butter Falcon alongside Shia LaBeouf, Dakota Johnson, John Hawks, Thomas Hayden Church, John Bernthal, Bruce Dern, Yellow Wolf, Jake the Yellow Snake Wolf's Roberts, and Mick Foley. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yo! And there is a part in here. Let me find it. Somebody asked him basically like, how did you get, how did they manage to get that cast? And he said, we shot a trailer with no money, slid up in, the, in people's DMs and got one Yes. Then a landslide of help, support, and good vibes. I was homeless at the time, living in a tent behind someone's house in L.A. Holy shit. Yeah, the story behind this movie is nuts. And the trailer looks so good. Yeah. It looks like such a heartwarming, funny, just like great movie. Yeah. And the, 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 the fucking cast is incredible. Yeah, it's like, amazing. Like you said, a, fucking Shia LaBeouf is, is a crazy person. He's a great actor. Usually he's a great actor. crazy people are good actors. Yeah. He's got that fucking Joaquin Phoenix fucking vibe mm-hmm. that like that he's, he's a level of crazy that like, yeah. like I wouldn't want to hang out with that person, but I'll watch him in a movie. Yeah. Um, and this is like the ultimate Shia LaBeouf type of movie too. Like just him in that sort of like, I'm like a rough, like a, like a rough around the edges. Yeah. I might be homeless. I don't know. Yeah. Like I'm this close <laughs> to being a vagrant, but I've got like a golden heart. Yeah. Well, no, I felt like the, the fucking quintessential guy. Like when I saw his face in the trailer, I was like, of course he's in this movie because like you see like John Hawks it was John Hawks. Yeah. Right. Like I was like, cause like there's like a couple shots. There was one that was like, you know, like a rusty railroad track, yep. 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 you know, and like the wilderness. Yeah. And I was, and then it showed John Hawks in a kitchen or something. <laughs> I was like, of course John Hawks yeah. is in this movie. Yeah. Dude, um, the cast is so good yeah. that John Bernthal gets like half a second of screen time in the trailer. I don't even think I saw him. John Bernthal. Fucking John Bernthal. Yellow Wolf? Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> I know. Did, I didn't know Yellow Wolf. I just read it. I just, oh, look, Yellow Wolf's in this movie. Uh, yeah, Bruce Dern. Think about Dakota my mama. Johnson. <sighs> it looks really Dakota good. Has Dakota Johnson been in anything good? Has she been in anything good? Yeah. Or does she just keep getting work? She's in the Fifty Shades. She's known for the Fifty Shades movies. She's in. She's got to be in something good. I'm right? gonna look at her IMDb right now. I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought it'd be a particular interest to you because of your brother. Obviously. So I'm obviously gonna like hit a little closer to home. I don't know if you've ever talked about that on the show. About oh, Craig no, on the show. Okay, before. yeah. So for those that uh, don't know, uh, my brother Craig uh, has autism. What up, and, Craig? Uh, yeah. 
And and he never wants the same teams to win in sports as me, ever. Which is like, you just have to go for the bandwagon teams. He always is the opposite of me. Always. I think he's just trying to clown you. He might be, and it's working. <laughs> he's just trying to roast And he you. always roasts me after. He'll be like, <laughs> he'll, he'll hit me up, and he'll be like, who do you want to win the Super Bowl, Patriots or Falcons? And I'll be like, Falcons. And he'll be like, oh, I'm rooting for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And then he'll hit me up after, and he'll be like, Patriots won. He won't say anything mean. Yeah. He'll just say, the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl. You're definitely getting trolled. And I'm just like, he's roasting me right now. You're definitely getting trolled. <laughs> anyways, he was uh, in the bad times at El Royale. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, my brother is a super high-functioning um, uh, man with autism. And uh, growing up, I volunteered a lot with... Uh, Special Olympics and uh, something that was local to our area called the the Friends Chorus, which is uh, uh, a chorus that's uh, made up of uh, mentally challenged. Um, they do a lot of amazing work back in our hometown. Yeah. Um, What's that teacher's name? Uh, Miss Dane. Connie Miss Dane. Dane. She's amazing. Um, yeah. So I spent a lot of time around people with, with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it, it appeals to me, it like it hits. He seems like he's part. super funny too. That line where he's like, it "Seems great." Where Shia LaBeouf gives him one rule number one: "I'm in charge." Rule number two: "What I'd say." What's what's rule number one? He's like, "Party." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It seems like it's really fun, um, really heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Seems like it, it, I'm excited to see Shia and uh, this actor. Yeah, I don't know his name. Zach something. Yeah, that, them interact throughout the. Yeah. So you asked if she's been in any good movies. She was in The Social Network. Oh, shit. That's right. I knew that was... She, she's the fucking French student. That's her second uh, credit, credit on IMDb. Mm-hmm. She was also I in... I knew I was forgetting something. She was also in 21 Jump Street. That was a good... Dude, that's such a good scene with uh, with her, too. Because mm-hmm. she's, like, interacting with uh, Justin Timberlake. Oh, my God. Jump I just Street. slept with, with Sean Parker. Yeah. You just slept on Sean she says, Yeah. She's in The Office. She plays what? Dakota, Kevin's replacement. What? Which, again, does she talk like this? <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, like... My name's Dakota. She gets a lot of work for I someone... Like <laughs> she gets a lot of work for someone whose, like, filmography isn't great. Yeah. And I don't think she's bad or anything. No. She's fine. No. I don't, I don't think the, that Fifty Shades was her fault. No. Fifty Shades' no. fault is it's... It's, it's existence. <laughs> it's existence is its fault. It's that lady who wrote a Twilight fanfic that became. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Stephanie Meyer. That okay. person. Oh wait, no. That's no, not, that's, that's that's Twilight. That's Twilight. Son of a bitch. I don't know the fifty. It's the sh- same person, basically. <laughs> that's why it's a pen name, dude. It's not. It's actually just her. Yeah, it's her pseudonym. Oh I don't. God. I don't know who. Wrote I don't. I don't know her name. Anyway, that movie looks really. R. L. Stein. Lemony Snicket. <laughs> um great trailer yeah really looks really good it's mm-hmm. doing it's getting a lot of big review, rave reviews from like uh different what are they called festival circuits and stuff like that mm. also good for whoever that reddit user is that made it dude like you made it you did it i hope you're not homeless anymore yeah good for you uh what other trailers did we watch oh was it called Point Blank? Okay. I wanted to watch. That's the most dad movie that ever existed. <laughs> the trailer for this movie, I watched that and I was like, my dad will love this movie. Yeah. And I think I'm going to like it. It looks fun. 
I love Frank Grillo and Anthony Mackie, so I'm in. You know what I mean? I got what's that uh, movie that had Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson? Oh in God, it? Uh, I got the that kind bo- of the the henchman's bodyguard or the something's bodyguard or the they're making the a sequel. Bodyguard. The Hitman's bodyguard. Yeah, they're making a sequel to that. I think it's called the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard or something. And <laughs> Get the fuck out! I, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard with Salma Hayek joining the cast. Okay. Yeah, and Frank Grillo's in it. <laughs> Things have come full Dude, circle. Dude, let Frank Grillo work. I love so, that guy. Uh, fuck. What's the name of it? Point Blank. Point Blank. It's not Point Break. Yeah, it's not Point Break. It's Point, point Blank. Blank. With Anthony Mackie and Frank Grillo. Yeah. It looks, just, it looks like a movie, right? It looks like an it action. Looks movie. like an action movie, but those two dudes specifically, I really like them. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, I really like Frank Grillo, and I wish I like, I want him to do more and more work. And I really like when Anthony Mackie gets the dude with the defibrillator. I think that's a cool, it's a cool little thing. He's like, oh man, he tricks, he tricks the cop. He's like, the dude's dying, and then he defibrillates the cop. Defib, 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 McCroachy, man. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's just, I just thought it was funny. Like, the reaction to that I had was like, it's the most dad movie that very exists. Much, very much. Straight to it's Netflix. A, it's appealing if you like those guys. I think it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched the new Stranger Things trailer. Boy. Boy. Shit look good. I really hope it's better than season two. I'm like, like I have, I have reservations. Here's the thing. Season two isn't bad. There's one episode that's bad, but season two isn't bad. It's meh. Like, like, so you have one episode that's bad. Yeah. And then the rest of the, the, the entirety of the season, like the good part, if you take, even if you take out that bad episode, bad episode, which you could literally skip and miss nothing. There's one part that's like, like. Oh, because she discovers. She has a, a moment where, like, yeah. she connects with with Papa. Yeah, that's that's at the true. end of the episode. So just like fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Watch that scene, and that's kind of all you really need to know about that yeah. episode. But even if you remove that, right, and you look at the rest of the season in a vacuum, it's not as good as the first. It's season. not as good as season one, but it's. I don't think it's. I, I think, think it's, it's still mad. good. I think it's still pretty good. I think it's still kind of mad. You get fucking Dad Steve. There is. Specific you get Sean parts. Astin. There are specific parts of it you that get I really like. David Harbour killing it. Dad the Harbour. Fucking David Harbour in a Kramer versus Kramer situation is all is is good. Yeah. I liked that. I liked that. Like him being like struggling with being a father. Yeah. I enjoyed it's that. great. Um but for the most part, you don't have what we don't have the kids interacting the way we used I to. I would say for the most part across the board, you don't get a lot of the characters that you really like interacting with each other. That's why like the best part of season two is two characters that are interacting with each other. Steven. You didn't know that you wanted until yeah. you see it. What is his character's name? Steve and Dustin. Dustin. Yeah. His real name is Gavin, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of him as Gavin. Steve and Dustin, which yeah, but it's just kind of the beauty of those kinds of things. When you have an ensemble mm-hmm. cast and you'll think, what different pairings can we... It's like with friends, right? You're like, oh man, like I always think about Joey and Chandler, yeah. Rachel and Monica, Ross and Rachel. I don't know who Phoebe hangs out with the most. Phoebe mm-hmm. and Phoebe. Right. But then you're like, how can we like mix it up and make fun? Like what happens when we do an episode where like Joey and, Joey and Ross are hanging out or Chandler's with Phoebe and it's like you can switch things around. 
the thing that's different is like one friends is a 22 episodes per season sitcom and it's basically built around shenanigans like what shenanigans can we have each episode mm-hmm. whereas stranger things is a shorter continuous story sort of it's, it's way more difficult to do yeah. but i love that idea of moving this this steve dustin storyline like just created such gold yeah being like these two characters you didn't expect to interact created such just beautiful moments yeah and hilarious. They also like they pivoted so hard with Steve's character. Yeah, like it was like it's one really of the what's one of the best come ups of a character I can think of, or comebacks, I guess you could say. What well, like like it, I mean it's I I think that it's super similar to um, the New Girl in a way, and how like that they just pivoted with the character really well, right? Like with Winston, I think, yeah, with Winston. They didn't right? know who Winston was, dude. Yeah, they they thought he was like going to be like some. Basketball well, and it's weird because when like, you watch the pilot, he's not in it. It's Coach. Mm-hmm. So they just had to completely. Ch- I guess I think Damon Wayans Jr. got a different role on a different show, so he ended up not being a new girl. So they added in Lamorne Morris, who's playing Winston, and they were like, "We have to figure out who this guy is." Starts out as a weird dude who played basketball in Latvia, and he ends up being the weirdest, mm-hmm. most wackadoodle, yeah. best character. Yeah. <laughs> he's so good. Oh, but I love like, that show. I mean, it's kind of like the inverse of that with mm. Steve, right? Yeah. Like, like he started off as like kind of like a he's a, a classic bully, high school jerk, bully kind of jock, douche jerk. bro. Yeah, with fair hair, with great hair. Yeah, um, like and he ended up being with the hair. Yeah, then um, he ended up being Dad Steve, Steve Dad, mm-hmm. Papa Steve, John Raphael's dad. Um. Yeah, so I do have my reservations as far as like. But like, I also like. I like. I like. I like fake Zac Efron. Yeah, he's fun. I think he's going to be fun, more fun in the next season. I don't know if you ever saw the trailer of him at the pool. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> that scene I looks so it. funny to me. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know that dude's name. He's he's the Red Ranger. <laughs> he's fake Zac Efron. I just I don't see Zac Efron. I don't, I don't like, know how you don't see it. I don't. He's just a heartthrob. Zac. So like. You have heartthrobs, like the umbrella of heartthrobs, right? Zakoff Efron is a heartthrob. Yeah. This dude is also a heartthrob. I think they look I think they look alike. I think they look alike. I find that very When I saw when I saw (laughs) against heartthrobs, when I saw the Power Rangers trailer, I literally thought he was Zach Efron for a second. When that first trailer first came out. I was like, Oh wait, never mind. Uh yeah, like I said, like there are specific things that I enjoyed about season two, but for the most part, like I don't. When I see like like clips of season one, it makes me want to go watch it. Again. Do you want to rewatch everything before the season two yeah. comes out? Yeah, you want to do. We should start doing that. Yeah, probably like start doing it now. I'm a little busy though because Suits season eight just came out, so I don't think I ever saw a season seven. You haven't seen the exit. Brexit? Brexit? You haven't seen Brexit? No. It literally is kind of like Brexit because she had to go be a queen, uh, princess oh, or whatever right. the fuck she okay, is. Okay, yeah. So she no, wasn't I didn't see that. Dog! Catch up with suits, dog. So good. I love that show. Love it. Yeah, they do a big reinvention for the new season because uh, they, 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 they had to write Duchess of Essex. Yeah, like, they had to write Meghan Markle out of the show. I guess that's important. Dude, why aren't, why aren't you allowed to be an actress if you're a duchess? What's with that? That seems like really antiquated to me. They have a lot of antiquated ideas over there. Yeah? Oh, yeah. You're taking a shot at Britain right now? I'm taking a shot at some of the racist parts of Britain. 
Wait, what do I not know? What are you talking about? Oh, there's like, you you didn't see all of the the fallout that that kind of happened with like certain subsects. Oh, of, were people going nuts that she was becoming oh, royalty? Oh yeah. Oy. Oh yeah. Oy. There's some really disgusting. If things If you that speak I saw. ill of Meghan Markle, I will fight you. It's just fucking stupid. I am madly in love with Meghan Markle's character from Suits, Rachel. Just throwing it out there. Anyway. Like, anyway. Trying to think if there was any other trailer. We didn't watch any other trailers, right? There are probably others that came out, but I forget about them, and I've been gone for too long. Right. Well, the Lion King thing came out of, of Donald Glover. Oh, Finally, yeah. some Donald Glover stuff. Uh, him singing yeah. with Beyonce. Yeah. You like it? I did like it. It's fucking... It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm... With that, right? Like, I'm... Like... With Aladdin, and even a little bit with Men in Black. I don't know mm-hmm. if you got this a little bit. Like, but when the... The credits start rolling, right? And the movie is just starting up. I want to like, I want to get to the theater almost like not even knowing what I'm about to see, mm-hmm. right? And then when I get to my seat and the credits start rolling, I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> like I, I I get to see. So this wait, now. would you like it if I started buying you movie tickets without telling you what movie we're seeing, and yeah. then just bringing you? Yeah, as long as it's like I'm not gonna tell you what we're doing the next episode on. I'm just gonna bring you to the movie theater. Yeah. I'm okay with that. That would be wild. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know how we're going to... I don't know how we would execute that. Yeah. I would need your fingerprint for your phone and all that, your app and stuff like that. It would, it would get a little weird, but... I, my iPhone doesn't have the... Oh, you don't... Oh, I would need your face. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm sleeping, just kind of... <laughs> would that work? Or you just use my code. That's true. There's that. But no, because then you need... Oh, never mind. Yeah, you're right. Don't you need a fingerprint to buy the thing on the app? Huh? When you get the ticket on the app, you can just put in. You can just use the code for that as well. You can use the code or your face. Wow, technology is amazing. Cool. Anyway, I'm hyped for. I'm so hyped for Lion King. Yeah, I. I I remember the straight up jubilant feelings that I was getting from Aladdin. Yeah, right. And I was like. I, every time I see a Lion King trailer, I'm like, oh man, what's going to happen when, when I'm sitting yeah. down and it's actually like a really well executed Because your, ex- your expectations are going to be way higher. Because one, the cast. Uh-huh. Two, Jon Favreau's already done it yeah. to, a, to a great effect. Yeah. <sighs> Can you feel the love tonight? So I told you how like when I saw that, I saw a bunch of people. I saw the, the way I discovered that new trailer. It's not even a trailer. It's, it's a spot. It's a commercial spot. It's 30 seconds long was because Donald Glover was trending on Twitter. And I was like, Oh, did he like, <clears throat> is he doing a new movie or is a new album drop? Like what, yeah. what's going on? Is and he it building was like, a city? Is he it, in as men in black said, I wouldn't be surprised about anything with him. Cause mm-hmm. like they made the joke that he's an alien, mm-hmm. him and Ariana Grande and I JJ like they do that joke. Every movie they do. It's a running joke. It's always like weird people. It's yeah. yeah. JJ Abrams is one of them. Uh, What was I saying? Oh, so I saw it and I was like, oh, cool. And all the tweets that when I clicked on the trending topic were like, Donald Glover better not ruin this movie. Oh, man. I really hope that like Donald Glover can sing well. Oh, man. How could Donald Glover let Beyonce outsing him? Like, like what? <laughs> what world are you living in where you expect Donald Glover, a person who was a rapper who basically like learned how to sing is going to come up in here and 
out vocal gymnastics Beyonce. What? Why would you even want that to happen? Stay in your lane. Who are you going to find that's going to, like, like, you can only kind of, like, get up to that level, right? Is there any surpassing Beyonce? There's probably some people. Now, I might get murdered for saying that. But, you know, it's not Donald Glover. That's not what he's here for. I don't know enough about, like, Donald Glover's, about singing. Don, Donald Glover's not here to out-sing Beyonce. Donald Glover's here for the charm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I was like, oh, man, what am I going to expect when I listen to this now? I listen to it. It sounds great. It sounds great. It's great accompaniment. They're singing a duet. She's just doing some runs. Mm-hmm. There's nothing crazy. People are just fucking weird. Dog. It's like the same people who went and saw Moana and were like, man, The Rock fucking sucks at singing. What are you talking about? It sounds fine. He's like, he's probably touched up. Right. I don't care. Yeah. The Les Mis haters with Russell Crowe. Bruh. The Les Mis haters with Russell Crowe. Just because he's got a weird vibrato. Anyone's going to sound shitty with Hugh Jackman right there. I, I don't notice it, dog. I don't notice me it. Me neither. It's not me. I thought it sounded great. It's not me. All the above I thought sounded great. I think these people are just wilding out. Being weirdos. I still want to see a clip of him talking as Simba, though. They're going to do it. They're going to release that movie, and we're never going to see him talk as Simba until the movie. And I kind of like it, but I kind of don't. Like I'm like, oh, I want to see it so bad, mm-hmm. but I kind of like that they're holding it back. You know what I mean? We haven't heard the kid. The kid who sings on, on uh, what song is that? From Childish Gambino's album. I'm going to look it up so I get the kid. Terrified? Is it terrified? It might be terrified. He sang at the Grammys with him, and he was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Let me find it so I get it right. Um, and I don't, oh, like, are you kind of worried? Are you kind of worried about, uh, about James Earl Jones? I mean, he doesn't, has he done it ever? Has he ever done? I don't know if he can, I don't know if he's got the gravitas, dude. I don't know if he's got the experience to play this it's character. Like, like, yeah, he was great in coming to America, but can he play a lion? Can he play Mufasa? Can he be a king? Dude, I can't find this kid's name. J.D. McCrary. He was nine when he recorded that song. Right. That's wild. Does Mufasa ever sing? Am I, am no, I Mufasa never sings. Never. He says, remember who you are. And other really inspirational like and cool things. His talking is really just singing. Basically. Like that. It's basically, yeah. yeah. Just bass singing. Mm-hmm. Oh, we do what? Oh, oh. Oh, we do I want to see. I want to hear him sing, do the bass line for in the jungle. Oh, we do up. Oh, we do up. Oh, we do up. And then uh, John Oliver can sing the upper part. In the jungle, the mighty jungle. I feel like James Earl Jones. Like if he sang, it would just be like it sound like Chocolate Rain. You ever hear that song? Yeah. Chocolate Rain. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. No, there's few of them. I don't know. Yeah, I'm super hyped for that movie. Comes out next month, I think. <clears throat> it's gonna be good. Spider Man comes out next month. That comes out next month. Motherfucking it's summer, dude. There's movies constantly. Constantly. Spider Man comes out in like two weeks. I think the premiere is happening next week. That's why Hollywood Boulevard's closing. You kept like you kept like bringing up a specific thing about this Spider Man movie, and I'm like, it's weird how like I didn't 
I'm an idiot, obviously, but like I don't catch a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, there's a lot of times where I, get, I just watch things very passively and like just don't catch specific things, like and trailers and stuff. Bringing up specific trailers, movies, music, okay. whatever. Like I can very much just experience something yeah. and completely zone out yeah. and like let really obvious pieces of information yeah, yeah, yeah. pass me by. Um, but with the Spider-Man uh, trailer, like you kept bringing up how like you find it very weird that Spider-Man is in the situation like uh, like where he's basically like taking Iron Man's place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how like do they how much do they ever talk? about? They literally that? say it multiple times. Yeah. He jokes with the cop about it. Mm-hmm. Great joke, like, by the way. Yeah. So you're going to be the new Iron Man or something? He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm too busy doing your guys' job. Yeah. They say, they say it a lot. It's like a theme of the movie. Yeah. It's an interesting theme, though. I'm excited for it. I've seen good reviews so far. Things that popped up. on the, And people being like, yo, this Spider-Man movie's good. And I'm like... <laughs> for those listening, I'm making a weird face with a thumbs up right now. <laughs> right. Um, did you watch anything while I was gone? No. I watched a few things while I was gone. What'd you watch? I watched the new Adam Sandler Jennifer Aniston movie on Netflix with my family. Is that the the one the murder murder mystery murder mystery? Yeah, it was a movie. It was fine. Okay. Is it- there was actually like some there was some really good ideas in it. You know. Okay. Like there was some stuff in it that I was like this. There's there's a really good movie in here somewhere, but it's not this one. It's not this version of it. It was fine. So it was a nice movie to watch with the family. I watched. Rocket Man, which I really enjoyed. Saw that with my parents. Really enjoyed it. Taron Egerton's really good in it. Uh, they, they, they do an interesting thing. Like, Taron Egerton does all the singing. So it's not Ellen John's recordings. But, like, he doesn't conform his takes on the songs to Elton John's versions. You know what I mean? They're, they're very covery, where he's doing very different versions of them. Like... When they do Benny and the Jets in this movie, it's at an emotional low point, and he's like angry, and he's performing Benny and the Jets. It's very interesting. Huh. It's very cool, and there's like some wild visual stuff they do. The movie's rated R, right? Yeah, for sure. There's uh, a there's a very graphic gay sex scene. Dope. It was. I think That's it, all I want. I think it was banned from Russia because of it, or at least that scene was banned. <laughs> Putin like. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Not gonna happen. <laughs> you can't have that here, <laughs> Richard Madden, dude. <laughs> Is Putin just fucking Schmidt in our heads? <laughs> <laughs> you know, game movies. Trump, do something about this. Stop it. Oh God, it's freaking unbelievable. Hockey. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, well, I, so, well, I watched one more thing, but it's gonna be my shout out, so I'm not gonna talk about right. it. Yet. Uh, Rockman mm-hmm. Better than uh, I, th- I thought it was better Than Bohemian Rhapsody Okay But I think the music In Bohemian Rhapsody Is maybe Better Because it's Freddie Mercury You know what I mean Taron Edison is great He's a really good singer But he, you know It's fucking Freddie Mercury It's I, th- I think that So it's kind of different Bohemian Rhapsody Was very focused on the performances the, the performance stuff and yes. how deep Rami Malek went in to capture the, the the way that Freddie Mercury moved and performed that's not really this this is more based on like spectacle of 
weird stuff. Like there's a really cool scene where they like, it's kind of a montage, but they're doing a round, a spin shot and they keep changing outfits. All these wild outfits that Elton John wore. Just, they just do interesting visual stuff. Like the, it's in the trailer was like floating on the piano. There's a lot of weird stuff like that. Um, it's more focused on the surreal stuff than Bohemian Rhapsody was, but I think I liked this more than Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Cause Bohemian Rhapsody was like, at the end of the day, it was like a really basic movie. You know what I mean? It didn't go far enough into the stuff, whereas this, I think, does. That's what I really wanted. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was all like, let's put Rocketman on the pole. And you were like, nah. So you saw another movie, but you want to save it for your Not a movie, but it's my shout out. Okay. Um, we got to talk about something. Sure. And it's going to be really fucking tough. Tough? Do you know what I'm going to bring up? I'm not sure if you read all of it. Oh, I read it. You read all I of it? I sent it to you. I, I, I knew that you said that like it was brutal and stuff. I'm not sure if you read all of it. Oh, I read it. So this Max Landis thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that, that don't know, we brought up Max Landis on this show before. Bunch of we times. both really look up to him. We talked about it a little bit when we did the Green Valley episode. I, I prefaced it a little bit with... Yeah. How there were rumors of things. Mm-hmm. And Green Valley was a comic that Max Landis wrote. Yes. For those that don't know, Max Landis is a screenwriter, comic book writer, the son of John Landis, who Director was... Director of uh, Blues <clears throat> Brothers, uh, the Michael Jackson thriller video, mm-hmm. um, American Werewolf in London. Right. Bunch of stuff. Yeah. A uh, very prominent director in... Uh, the 80s. Late 80s, yeah. like early 90s, right? Um <clears throat> uh, Max Landis wrote Chronicle, for those that have... American Ultra, yeah. some other stuff. Um, a couple years ago, right? Like around 2017 mm-hmm. time frame, there were some reports that came out that he had, <clears throat> there, there was like reports of abuse, right? Of sexual assault and abuse? Uh, abuse? Emotional abuse for sure. So it's always been like this vague thing. Yeah. Um, there have been accusations, but without any proof or evidence people just kind of it was like it was like hearsay would be i think the legal term for it right um of people basically being like somebody told me that this happened to them at max landis's hands and and he has openly talked about his struggles of trying to overcome his own problems mm-hmm. and he's talked about how he's diagnosed with some sort of mental disorder mm-hmm. forget what it's called but He's talked about how in the past he's been very bad to people, but he's been like, he's always talked about how he's trying to get better. That's talked about a lot in this article. Yeah. I don't, so I don't know where, like what your situation was when you read it. I like forced myself through this thing. It is a brutal article. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, and it's uh, the eight different accounts yeah, of uh, women that... Yep. Um, interacted with him that that dated him mm-hmm. and were psychologically emotionally emotionally sexually physically physically abused by him yeah um not physical hitting sexually abused yeah i mean but like i guess in some cases kind of no, yeah because he never like hit anyone but he did like other physical ch- choked right oh yeah yeah there's there accounts of him Fuck, choking yeah. other women yeah. Um, I like forced myself through this thing, mm-hmm. cried through it. Yeah. Um, 
it's it just it fucking sucks. Feels you feel betrayed, right? I don't know how I feel. Like I, I'm more disappointed. Obviously disappointed. Yeah. Obviously, that's a huge part of it. Betrayed is a weird thing. I don't. I don't, I don't you know don't, if I could so, say betrayed. Because yeah, we don't know him. But you felt felt like you did, right? Mm-hmm. Felt like you did. Yeah. Especially if you followed him on social media, like back when he tweeted a lot and mm-hmm. stuff, and he was constantly just talking about movies he'd seen and tweeting out writing advice, and he had all his YouTube videos of writing advice and just like almost t- tweeting like he was just any other person. You know what <laughs> I mean? No filter whatsoever. <laughs> well, and and just like I think that this is. I don't know how you reacted to it, right? But like, I was just continually like forced while I was reading this article to like, just constantly be evaluating like what evil is, mm-hmm. right? And what like, and I don't want to like belittle the fucking, just the awful and dangerous things that in situations that he put these girls through by making it a philosophical conversation. But it, it, it's hard not for me to preface it, like for me not to try and grasp it that way, because he's someone that we both looked up to, that we've seen him interact with people who he had no he had, he had no previous connection with, mm-hmm. right? And the way that he would interact with them was always like very positive, you know. He was someone who, I mean, and this was talked about within the article about how he can suck you in. He can suck you in. He's obviously incredibly fucking interesting. Yeah. Like I, I you, you can't remove that away from him. Mm-hmm. Um like he's an intriguing dude. I think that's why he's become so successful and that's why he was pulled into these really dangerous relationships with um with, with these women, you know. Uh, but the one thing that he that they talk about in this article is how aware he is of his own <clears throat> of his own faults yeah of his own tendencies to abuse yeah speci- like one of the one of the running themes is like how often he would in the same conversation uh keep calling girls he was dating fat mm-hmm. and then be like oh i know i do that all the time mm-hmm. i'm trying to get better at it right but you shouldn't be eating like that you shouldn't be eating that hamburger like weird shit like that it's very strange right so he has um, a form of bipolar disorder. Yeah, that's like uh, called. I, fuck, I, I don't remember that already. Um, yeah. But it's like a minor form of bipolar mm-hmm. disorder, and that's another thing that's like, how much can you attribute to bipolar disorder, and how much can you like? How dangerous is it to say like, well, like, well, all of this is because of his bipolar disorder. Uh, how much is that a danger because it victimizes him in a way and how much responsibility should you be attributing to max right i think what the article is trying to get across and i think is the most important thing is that people are aware and and that creates the consequence of people staying away from him Mm -hmm. so that he doesn't create any more fucked up relationships Mm -hmm. and he doesn't abuse anyone anymore Mm -hmm. um What was your response of that article to humanity at large? I didn't really think about it in you that context. No, 
No, this was more personal for me because it was like a hammer dropping. It was like something that I'd been waiting on happening for like a year and a half. I'd been like, I had heard the rumors and I had seen, I'd like a couple people had put out like blog posts about rumors about it. And like somebody told me this kind of thing. I was like, man, I hope none of this is true. I hope none of this is true. And, you know, I saw like, I, I saw how he stopped. He got off social media for a long time and like all of these things. But then he would, he got on Instagram and he was like always putting things about him. Like he was working out a lot and <clears throat> he had his, he had a girlfriend and like everything seemed like it was normal. And then he stopped, he got off social media again. And then I saw like at one point at one of these things happened and a lot of the critical role cast were liking and retweeting things that were negative about him. And that was like a huge red flag to me because they're like super dope, awesome human beings. And I was like, if they all feel this way about him and I know that specifically Talos and Jaffe is friends with a lot of the same friend group that Max has, I wouldn't be surprised if Talison has been to these color society party things they talk about in that article. I know they share a lot of the same female friends. I know Whitney Moore works with them a lot now and she used to be, she used to be friends with Max. Like there's a lot of crossover there. So when they all started reacting that way to the negative things about him, I was like, that's a really bad sign for me personally that a lot of this stuff might be real. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just, you know, I just kept hoping it wasn't. And then when this article came out, I was like, it just was like the hammer dropping and, kind of like a last draw kind of deal. I was like, yeah, it's, you can't really deny it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's just like the way that my emotions work, mm-hmm. but like for me, I was like fucking like how much you really know anyone. Oh yeah, for sure. I think especially like celebrities. It, I mean, like, I like people can, people can present like as as dark as this is, like how much you really know me? I mean, sure. I think I know you pretty well, but I don't obviously know everything about you. Um, I don't know. That that was that was probably the most disappointing thing for me. Yeah. Like I don't know. I I, I like to I like to believe in the the best in people and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Fucking. It just it, it it sucks when. Yeah. Um. It was rough. Do you want to do some shout outs and and close this up? Yep. I'll go first. My shout out is for a TV show that I watched while I was gone. Six episodes on Netflix. It's called Bodyguard. Starring Richard Madden of Game of Thrones fame. Played Rob Stark on Game of Thrones. Uh, This show... I don't think a show has ever like grabbed me as hard and quickly as this show did. The first 30 minutes of this show, I like couldn't breathe through them. It was insane how like uh, high stakes everything felt and how ramped up everything was in the opening scene of it's like, it's literally like a 30 minute scene. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And they do this amazing job of actually then mirroring it in the final episode. It's very cool the way they do it. Um, Richard Madden is an, is amazing throughout the show. Um, it's just super gripping. Uh, it's a it's like a thriller. He he plays a British police officer who gets assigned to protect 
a parliament member, female parliament member who has very outspoken views on um, the war in Iraq and it has very personal ties to what to his beliefs because he was in the military and there are um, there are there have been there are multiple t- like attacks on her throughout the show and just like the way I, I don't want to like give too much away because it's like not not knowing anything about it going in was was insanely pleasurable experience like it was just so fun to watch me and my dad watched them two nights while I was home uh, so yeah Bodyguard on Netflix is my shout out starring Richard Madden <clears throat> All right, so uh, potential future James Bond. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, my my shout out is uh, somebody that we actually went to high school with. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, my buddy Darren Rigo. Um, he is a Twitch streamer. Uh, goes by Bare Feats Gaming, and that's Feats F E A T S. Um, Not Bare your feet. Feats but yeah. the things that you accomplish. But uh, yeah, he uh, he streams League of Legends. And then is that Bear? B A R E no, or B E A R B A R E F E A T S gaming barefeet's gaming um on Twitch uh, streams law huh streams law league yeah. of legends yeah people um, love that shit yeah i don't know how that game works Not, neither do i neither my brother I. plays no it no idea um but he's a fan of the show and he reached it, out he, he reached out to me um game gave us a shout out on his stream oh, hell so yeah. got to thanks darren got to give him a shout out as well barefeet's gaming Bear feats. Bear as in naked, feats as in the things you accomplish. Uh huh. Bear feats. Gaming. 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 As in playing games. <laughs> All right. Bear feats gaming, Darren, and uh, Bodyguard on starring Richard Madden on Netflix. Those are our shout outs. I don't know why I said that like that. That was weird. Um, Is that Richard Madden doing a Sean Connery accent? <laughs> Dude, Richard Madden has an accent. Got a thick ass accent. Um, all right, so Thursday poll winner drops. We talk about Men in Black International. The next week, Toy Story Four. Spoilers. That'll be fun. We're gonna have a lot of good ones next month. A lot of good ones. I'm excited. Um, we'll be back with a regular episode next Monday. Uh, find Chris. ChrisMichaelStyle.com. Check out his scripts. ChrisMichaelStyle on Instagram. Find me Davinwell25 on Twitter and Instagram. Find the show, The Chris and Kyle Show, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all podcasting platforms. Like, share, rate, review, all that stuff. There'll be a new poll up next week. Don't know what's going to be on it yet because the other Dave Batista movie doesn't come out until August and we can't do the Dave Batista showdown, <laughs> which is kind of a bummer. That would have been fun. <laughs> um, yeah. It's good to be back. We out. We out. Stay weird.